0: Yo, I got a special dope episode for y'all coming up right here, man. I just made this little mini intro so y'all can hear my music because uh, the music is firing. The music is fire, bro. So, yeah, you you feel me? Just enjoy the show, bro. It's lit, gang. Yo, welcome to... The no-name Mavs pod. I think this is episode eight. Let me check. Yep, episode eight. And we here. First time I've been here in a while. And I got my boy, the OG of Mavs Twitter. When I say OG, I mean like real, real OG. Like 2010 and before. Do I even really got to say his name, bro? Y'all already know. It's my boy, Corey. A.K.A. I'm not even going to drop your A.K.A. The, nah, I'm just <laughs> My boy, yeah, Corey, yeah, at, yeah. <laughs> at the Mr. Douglas. The boy's everywhere. The boy on YouTube, the boy's just everywhere, bro.
1: Say what's up to the people. Yeah, this is the throwback. I mean, you talk about the 2010, 2011, 2012 years. You know, we people flying in from New York. We going to games as a group. You know, just out there in Dallas, just doing some, you know, hoodrat shit. But, uh, uh but, but no, man, we was out there.
0: We was out there. I remember them. Uh, like I remember, we, we took all the pictures. We made up at all them games, bro. It was lit. It was lit back
1: <sighs> in the day. Boy, we used to get the free tickets and everything on the court, man. taking pictures, man. It was it was super lit.
0: I seen that picture the other day on Facebook. Boy, it it's like it was like eight or nine of us on the court. That shit was lit. Big chill. Yeah, let's, let's get right into it, bro, because a lot of Mavs fans are upset, rightfully so. So, we're just going to jump right into why everybody is pissed off right now. And we are pissed off because the Mavs – so, the first half of the season, we had a very hard schedule. I think it was like the hardest or second hardest or some shit like that. Who knows? But we had a hard schedule, and now after All-Star break, it's supposed to be really, really easy, Right? And that's what all the bloggers and all the podcasters, oh, it's going to be, we won
1: just wait nine the of our half. last 11.
0: Yeah, just wait till the second half of the season. We'll be all right. We'll be all right. Okay. We get to the second half of the season. We play the Spurs. We should have smoked them because they suck. Even though they're technically they're ahead of us in the standings, but it's the Spurs. They suck. And our second game, we play like the worst team in the league who's literally trying to lose and we played them and we sat our two stars. Why? please, I'm, I'm going to stop talking. Corey, tell me, what, tell me everything you got to say about what the Mavs just did. The floor is yours.
1: All right. So this starts off with a philosophical issue from a philosophy standpoint from the Mavs. So it starts from Cuban to Donnie Nelson to Carlisle down to the construction of the roster. So I'm gonna start with Cuban. So of course Darren Williams, you know, he comes out a couple of weeks ago and you know he says he has his mindset on Dallas. He's coming to Dallas. He gets to the Dallas Mavericks meeting, uh that was supposed to be, be including Cuban, Donnie, the whole game. Cuban's not there. So he's like, Oh man, what is this? But he's still gonna listen in and you know, kinda hear what the, the Mavericks have to say. So Donnie's there. So You know, Donnie, you know, he's the best – he's one of the best scouts as far as, like, international players out there. I think that is, Mm -hmm. you know, well-documented. So he gets in the meeting, and being Donnie Nelson, he should have some type of plan as far as what he's going to pitch to Darren Williams in that meeting. He goes in there and just says, hey, man, you just got to trust us. Uh, Simple as that. Just trust us. (laughs) And Darren Williams is like he's looking around like first of all, Cuban's not here, and then your plan is just trust us. So
0: ridiculous.
1: You go through that meeting, and I mean he's dead set on coming to Dallas. He bought a house and everything. So when he gets and in, gets into that meeting and hears that bullshit, he's like, all right, I'm going to Brooklyn. I already know what I already know what it's about. So if I'm going to trust anybody, I'm going to trust where I'm at. So right. that goes on. Years pass, and you know. The beat goes on as far as trying to strike up and get strike out, striking out, getting big free agents or whatever. So then years go by, we haven't landed, not a free agent. And this is the last years of a dirt. So we're wasting one of the greatest players, all time, greatest power forward of all time. We're wasting his, you know, back end of his career after he wins the championship, but because he got the championship, he's going to go ahead and I'm going to ride it out with I love the city of Dallas, blah, blah, blah. So that's the number one problem with this franchise. They're just completely delusional as far as what they're trying to build a roster as far as. So you fast forward a few years, you hit on Luka. Luca instantly, I'm talking the first two, three years in the league, instantly a top five player. You can argue mm-hmm. he's the best player in the game at this point.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the mass philosophy to this point has been we are just going to put anybody around him because what the Mavs and Cuban always say, Luca makes everybody better. So it doesn't matter how many bums we put, which they got about 10 of them on the roster as it currently sits right now. We got, yes. We're going to put 10 bums around him and Luca's just going to improve him. You're like, all right, not a good plan, but let's see how it shakes out. So you get to the playoffs last year. Um, you know, you make the KP trade, great trade at the time. I think it can be debated now, but we're not going to get into that at this moment. But you make the trade. Great trade. He He's not healthy um, to begin the, his uh, Mavs career. He misses the entire season. He comes back in the playoffs. We're doing load management, which is a hot topic in Mavs Twitter right now, which understandably so. Mm-hmm. He plays, I don't even know how many games he missed last year, but there was a bunch of them. Whether it was load management, just random back injury, knee injury, whatever the case is. We load them, get in the playoffs, take on the Clippers. We on the Clippers ass in that series. Facts. Oh, and then what happened? KP gets out, we're done, we're cooked. So the audacity of this team and the philosophy and how almost arrogant they are when it comes to roster construction is just incredibly stupid. But Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it just... I, I don't understand it, and it's something that's been going on for years and years and years, and I'm sure we're going to touch on a lot of this this episode, but um, that's all I got to say right now. I'm going to save some of this <laughs> for later. I'm going to let you cook. Okay. So
0: you said a lot. You said a lot. All facts, by the way. Let me go back to the d Will thing. Like, he just came out. Like you said, he had um, an interview on a podcast about why he didn't come to Dallas. I think it was 2012. And he didn't come because... Chubin's not there. So, look, some context. It's the summer. We, So, Darren Williams to Dallas is a done deal. There is no way you can F this up. No possible way. Do you? Would you agree with that? <clears throat> yeah,
1: yeah. He even said no it himself. So I gotta take the man in his word.
0: Yeah, no way the Mavs can screw this up. The Mavs could have made Dirk the second best player on the team 10 years ago. And they effed it up. You, a man, you're about to offer $75 million. They don't seem like a lot now. But back then, they offered him $75 million. But the, back then, the cap was only $58 million. So what's that, 38, 39? Mm-hmm. So you offered him 19 mil a year of your 58 mil cap. That's like, what, the, 33% of your cap for one player. You offered him your entire franchise, and Mark Cuban can't even show up to film Shark what? Tank. Man. Shark Tank. I I watched before then. I hadn't even seen Shark Tank. I don't give a damn about Shark Tank. This is the Dallas Mavericks, bro. Who cares about Shark Tank? You about to offer somebody the keys to your franchise, and you're not there. And then and then the fans are like, oh well. Looking back, it's good we didn't sign up because he got he was washed like two years later but but that doesn't matter. You don't know that. Maybe he don't get hurt in Dallas. Who 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 or, knows? I don't know.
1: Or or maybe you having him here with Dirk leads to other players coming. So I've been exactly. seeing that bullshit a lot on Twitter, man. It it may, you can't look at it that way. The better your team is, the more players are going to want to come. Exactly. And and it's
0: just so ridiculous. That Cuban not showing up is is, but we already knew that. We already knew he didn't show up years ago. But to hear Darren Williams say it right now, is just he ridiculous. Came. And then I'm sick of Cuban going on TV. Okay, you're, you're 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 good owner, I guess. But the the players don't seem to think so. Ain't nobody coming here. Nope. Who's coming here? Besides nobody. Harrison Barnes, who you. Who you you knew was coming because you had to give him the max, and you knew the team who the Warriors he came from weren't gonna match it because they were trying to get KD. That's, that's the only right. that's the only thing. Him and uh Chella Parsons, that's it. Nobody let me name some players that uh Darren Williams didn't come, Dwight Howard didn't come, Chris Dwight Paul Howard. didn't come, um who and remember, they go down remember, the list of
1: players. As far as talent goes, fucking Jay Crowder didn't even come here, man. Jay Crowder. <laughs> like, look, think about it. Jay Crowder didn't come here.
0: Jay Crowder, a dude who was already here. And we trade him <laughs> away, and then the opportunity to come back to play with a top three player. He's like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. What, what does that say? And we remember in 2016, we had cap space for two max players. What's 2016? We offered Mike Conley Jr. And Hassan Whiteside, the maxes, Both of them. Yep. And didn't get either of them. But Cuba's on yeah. TV lying his ass off talking about, oh, we ne- we never had cap space. Blah, 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 blah. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. We're not going for that. We're not going for that, bro. We had Max cap space last year. Well, what was that? Year, year before when we tried to get Kimba and we ended up with fucking like DeLon Wright who sucks. They gave him $8 yep. million dollars because he put Two triple doubles on the Mavs' head. That's why they paid him. He sucks on a tanking team. At that, on a tanking team, bro, I'm sick of it. This delusion, and this is also, I'm sick of this too, bro. I'm sorry. This is this is the Mavs bashing episode, bro. I'm sick of it. We, you can't do what you're doing. It's delusional. No free agent is gonna come here. The last free agent that you could have had a chance to get was Giannis, and he was like, "Nah, I'll stay where I'm at." Did the Mavs even – did they even, like, put a filler out there to see if he even wanted to come? You talk to his agent or you have somebody – you know, you can't tamper, but did they do anything?
1: No. But there's back channels you can tape to all right, get a good feel on, okay, which way is he leaning? And I'm all the way down in Dallas. Giannis is up there in Milwaukee. I knew he wasn't coming here, and I had a pretty (laughs) good idea he would sign the extension with Milwaukee. He is not leaving Milwaukee, especially at this point in his career. He there's a lot to build on in Milwaukee, and Milwaukee has shown more, um, I guess, willingness to go out and try to get guys. You know, they were in Chris Paul, they were, you know, they got Drew Holiday. So why would he leave to come down to Dallas and be like, all right, you know, y'all ain't really, I ain't doing nothing down here. So why am I going to leave where I know, what I'm familiar with, and a team that has proven they are trying? Why would you leave?
0: Exactly. And the masks are not trying. Here's another thing. I'm getting mad just thinking about this. Personally, I think Luca is the best player in the league. I really, really believe that. He's up there with LeBron. Him and LeBron. Luca is, let let me count. Luca is the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I'm thinking in my head. Luca is the seventh highest paid player on the team. And we can't even. And we're the eighth
1: seed. Real, real quick, let's run down the list of uh, people making more money than Luca.
0: Okay. I, yeah, yeah, like, I know.
1: Ruka, I know Luca's on a a rookie deal, rookie. which mm-hmm. get, granted, I get it. But let's let's go th- through those names and tell me how many players should be NBA players. Okay, let Okay,
0: I'm gonna do this off the top of my head. The highest paid player on the team, highest paid player on the team, Porzingis. I think he's like 29 mil. Second highest, Tim Hardaway. He's like 18 or 19 mil. James Johnson, who I don't even <laughs> know why he plays, $16 million. Jay Rich, who we thought was going to be a great player. He's been oh below God. average. I think he's at like 11 mil. And then we have the worst player in NBA history, Dwight Powell, making $10 million. And then uh, who's next? Uh, Maxi, he makes like eight point something. And then it's Luka. Tell me, okay, tell me in what era of any sport is the best player in the league, the seventh highest paid player on the team, and your team still sucks.
1: And you're barely making sniff in the playoffs. I mean, you're 7-8 seed. I mean, it's it's disgusting. It really is disgusting. And then
0: Mark Cuban going to sit on Twitter and at me talking about, Uh, the team is good, it's because it's because of COVID. Uh, no, COVID ain't got nothing to do with us shooting the worst three point percentage in the league. They ain't got nothing to do with COVID. COVID ain't got nothing to do with none of our big men can rebound a ball. COVID ain't got nothing to do with us being the 27th ranked rebounding team. What, what, what COVID got to do with that? Nothing. And then all the roster construction. Yeah. And then people attacking me in a DM talking about you get him Cuban and all that. I'm like, bro, what? Y'all are this optimistic. So just you don't have to agree with everything the Mavs do to be a fan. I'm married. You think my wife agrees with everything I do? Probably not. That don't mean she hates me. I don't agree with everything she does, probably. But you know, we still fans of each other. You know, I still like her. She's not, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't understand. The Mavs are not going to hire you, people, bro. They're not going to. You can say the truth.
1: You can say it. The team sucks. Use your eyes and assess things the way you see it, and then you know bounce your opinions off of people. That's kind of my approach. I'm not gonna sit here and you know, you know everything they do. I don't hate, but most of it I do hate. Let's be. I'll keep it real. Most of yeah. it I do hate because their philosophy sucks, but. But, yeah, like, the I know this podcast gets a lot of headlines and, because they say a lot of stupid shit, mostly. But that Locked On mm. Mavs stuff, that tweet that I saw the other day, the dude oh, said, oh. who cares about the standings?
0: What? They fried him. Rightfully so. He deserves it. Now, I listened to Locked On Mavs, bro, but that was the final straw for me. That was the final struggle. Come on, bro. We know y'all on the payroll and y'all can't say the truth. We know that. But come on, bro. They flame. Who cares about life. their
1: standings?
0: The standings. I mean, th- the standings ain't that big of a deal. It only determines who you face and even if you make the playoffs. They ain't that big of a That's deal. All. That's all. That's all. That's all. So, like, back to us resting players for this OKC game. Every bo- every blogger, every commentator, the schedule eases up after the All Star break, but that doesn't matter if you throw purposely throw a game.
1: And I think the most hilarious quote that I saw from that night, um, there's a couple of them, but the, my favorite one was Rick Carlisle saying, we we were trying to win that game." Come on, bro. Um, clearly not. Clearly not. You don't pick the two not. best players. I don't care who you're playing. Because this roster, without Luka and KP, is no better than OKC's roster, and OKC proved it the other night. Hell yeah. They was winning by 20 in the first quarter. Yeah. Instantly. I mean, they were getting us out of here. And they're
0: trying to lose. I don't think people understand that. they're try- We lost to a team that's trying to lose. I think it was Kirk. Uh, Kirk Henderson the other day said um, on his podcast, I listen to him all the time. He said the Mavs had like all their starters. I mean, their starters in in the fourth quarter, and OKC had one starter in, and we still couldn't shrink the lead. Bro, at all? What? The team is
1: awful. And this is the team that says that. Oh, don't worry, just wait. You know, we're gonna we can beat the Clippers. We can, you know, we want to play Utah in the playoffs. Bro, oh, no, you man. don't. Utah, bro, you don't. is
0: Going. I don't know if anybody's seen what Utah has done to us this season, but uh they're gonna beat the dog shit out of the mass if he fakes them in the playoffs. Gobert averages probably I mean, 20 and 20 against us, bro. Al
1: Horford. <sighs> Al Horford put up 21 and 9 on this this bum over here, bro. What you talking about Rudy Gobert, Shea Gilders, easy 32. I mean, even when the Mavericks did get back into the game in the fourth quarter, Shea just like, all right, give me the ball. I got this. Bucket. Bucket. They couldn't guard him. All
0: layups. Couldn't guard him. What happened to these great defenders we got? I don't understand. I don't understand. But I want to talk about something good for the Mavericks. I don't want to bash them all day. And there's only one good thing about the Mavericks, and that's Luka. That's it. Without him, what is, we, we are the, who's a, who's a terrible team in the standings? I don't even know. We're Minnesota. the Orlando Magic. We're Minnesota. And why is Minnesota so bad? I'm tired of them getting top three picks every single year. And they still
1: Bro, I, I sent off a tweet the other day because they were talking about getting John Collins, which that is a guy I would like the Mavs to make a run at. Um, mm. I know he's a restricted free agent this upcoming year, but that's a guy that I think could, you know, help this team a whole bunch. In um, a whole different aspects, but I'm just like, bro, you got Car Anthony Towns, who's a top 15 player easily in this game, maybe top 10. You got DeAngelo Russell. I know he's been in and out of uh, with injuries this year, but then Anthony Edwards, and the list goes on as far as young players, and they can't sniff the playoffs at all. I mean, they are eight and 29 right now. That's all. and they that got Jerry same, yeah. Like I, and I, I, they can't I, I, win I don't anything. Get it. They fired the coach. They're off.
0: But that's it, what, still that's not what gonna goes make it to say, bro. It doesn't matter how like the players on your roster. If the front office sucks, you're gonna keep losing. That's... You're gonna keep like look at the Kings roster, bro. There's no way that roster is like thirteenth to fourteenth in the West. The rock the lineup is great. They got De'Aaron Fox, they got uh uh Rashawn Holmes, they're they got Buddy here. Right now, too. Yeah. Marvin Bagley is finally hooping. Harrison Barnes is hooping, Barnes is and hooping. they're awful. Yep. And they're awful. I hated Harrison Barnes when he was here because I thought he sucked, but he's only sucked as a number one option. Now, if he exactly. came back, he'd be like the fourth option. He'd be cold.
1: He'd yep. be, and, I mean that's and, the depth part because the roster, I mean, it just drops off when you go from Luca down to KP to the rest of the roster. I mean, you're going from like a number one and number two down to like number 15 16 and 17 on a real championship contender it, it, the roster is that bad exactly it's, the front office is delusional and
0: i think it's because they the one thing that I've noticed about the Mavs is they're just prideful bro the ego is ridiculous they love to take undrafted players like uh Dorian and maxi we, we love we love Dorian and maxi but well, come on bro, they cannot be starters on a championship contending team, bro. You you, you the Mavs front office just want to say, look, nobody wanted these players and look, they're starting for us. They're great for us. That's good, but mm-hmm. they don't need to be name another contending team that has one undrafted
1: player starting, let alone two. There isn't any and then regarding Finney Smith, how many other teams does he even play for? Like contending teams? How many teams he, does he even see con, a consistent rotational minutes for? He might be like the ninth, tenth man on the team.
0: But he's playing 30 minutes. Yeah, and we're starting game. him playing
1: 35 minutes. 35 minutes. The whole he, starting lineup's out. And this dude, I'm pulling up his numbers from the OKC game six points, two of seven shooting, eight rebounds, two blocks. That is the same Dorian Finney-Smith we get with Luka and KP. He has no ability to elevate his game when people are out. He is capped as a player. He is what he is.
0: He's just not good. We love Dorian, bro, but he's an undrafted player. He's just not good. The Mavs are trying to force-feed him onto us, just like they did Dwight Powell. Everyone with eyes know Dwight Powell sucks, and I don't want to hear about him rupturing his Achilles because he was awful before that. I was at the game. He tore his Achilles. He looked the same before and after. He sucks. And the Mavs are just just shoving him down our throats, saying, look, the Rondo trade wasn't all that bad. Look, we have Dwight Powell. Look, he doesn't suck. Y'all, the team knows he sucks, What a human. All them turkeys at Thanksgiving he gave out.
1: What a guy. He's always in the gym, too.
0: Exactly. We're not in the business of employing nice guys. We're trying to win chips. I'm going down our roster. This, this, this roster is awful. The roster is awful. <laughs> the roster is awful. I gotta look up the roster. Jay Rich. I mean, he's supposed to be great, great, great here. He hasn't been that great here.
1: But he did have a good game he's last night. Yeah, he did. He did. he bought yeah. out. And, but that see that to my point that I just made with Finney Smith. Jay Rich, 27 points with the starters or with Luke and KP gone. That's the type of player that you need. Jay Rich can stay around. I don't know how much money he, he needs to make, but it, it doesn't need to be too much. Um, it should probably be less than Dwight Powell's money, honestly. Um, but, and Dwight Powell shouldn't be making that much money, but that's, like you said, you just touched on it, he sucks. And I think he got paid because he started, he had a great second half of the season when the team was tanking. Uh, he's putting up double doubles. I like, get what was that, 2018, 2017, somewhere in that ballpark. But it's four years ago, and he's never progressed as a player. His shot is broke, he's weak. And like you say, he's he's one of the worst players in this league based off just the money he's making versus the actual production you get from him.
0: I hate I hate ragging on Dwight Powell, but he's the most awful player I've ever seen in my entire life. And I'm not joking when I say that, bro. I'm dead serious. He does nothing. Oh, he's a great – he can jump and Yeah, he's 6'10". He can duck the ball. He's supposed to. Dunking the ball is not and, a I skill. The,
1: and I know the the topic of Dwight Powell is that he's a great rim roller. Dude, I, I'm going to be honest with you. Rim rolling is something that I didn't even know of or like it was an actual stat until a couple of years ago. But like I see, you always point out when you're rolling off of Luca. Luca is going to get so much attention. Your life is going to be easy. I got to do is catch the ball. Off easy money. Easy money.
0: It's, he don't dunk on people. He just catches wide open lobs. Anybody who's 16 can do that. Anybody. Yeah. Literally anybody. But I, I'm done ragging on Dwight Powell. He sucks. But let's move on from him. <laughs> But the 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 topic I'm going to name this podcast delusion or delusional because Mark Cuban got on television and said this roster is good. Mark Cuban is not stupid. He knows his roster sucks. Come on, bro, you've won a championship before. You know this roster sucks. Stop playing with us. But then you got the optimists, and you got your podcast that you you know you with the hosts on the payroll. They got to say what you want them to say, or you ain't going to pay them anymore. So, And that's where the most fans get their information from. These podcasts where people on the payroll or the optimists, they have to say things that make the team look good. I understand PR, common sense. You don't want to employ someone who says the math suck. Of course. But you got to keep it a buck, bro. You know the team sucks. Go behind this. You can say the team is great in public, but you got to go behind the scenes and you got to look. These motherfuckers got to go. You don't gotta say it publicly, exactly. but you gotta try them. Dorian Finney-Smith don't need to be starting. He's a bench player, and I like Maxi. Maxi does a lot of things we need: good defender, great shooter. But he can't. You can't have two players in your starting lineup who cannot dribble a basketball, bro. It's not college. It's the NBA. Everybody got to be able to do something offensively. <laughs> standing there, standing there, waiting for Luca to pass you the ball so you can shoot it is not a skill. Anybody can do that. But Maxi is shooting like forty something percent from three. That's great, but he can't create. He just got to stand there. Like, like we and need, if he's we need not wide players. open,
1: it is a wrap. It is a wrap,
0: bro. I'm, am I'm. I'm I, I know the math They're delusional, of course, but they ain't dumb. Analytics has taken over the sport, which I personally hate. Analytics, I think they're awful, but. The team is yeah. So, like, my take
1: on when my my take on analytics is, you can use all the numbers you want, but those numbers that you're reading off, they have to be able to translate to when you're actually watching the game. So, if the numbers are saying one thing, but your eyes are telling you the other, you should probably trust your eyes because those are your eyes. I don't care what a piece of paper or a graph or whatever Excel spreadsheet. I don't I don't care about that. I care about what I see on the court and some of those numbers are boosted because of Luca. So right. the math philosophy on that is not wrong. You just should not build a team that way because if you get some guys with actual talent, imagine what their game, they're going to take their game from being able to a, uh, you know, a basketball player that can actually play to they're going to be, they're going to get paid, which is what we thought mm-hmm. Josh Richardson was. He hasn't turned into that, but like I said, it just, the philosophy just stinks overall, and it's it's been going on for a decade now.
0: More than that, let's talk about let's talk about this summer. We got max cap space this summer. <clears throat> this is the last summer we will ever have money because Luca's extension kicks in if he signs it after next summer. So his eight million dollars salary is probably going to go up to about thirty five easy 30 35 do you what do you think we do this summer do you think we get a max player
1: um so that that's a tricky question because well do i think they'll pay somebody max money yes will that player be worthy of max money that is up in the air i don't know because if you look at the free agents, there's guys like DeMar DeRozan, love to have him. There's guys like, um, just going down the list, Andre Drummond, love to have him. He would solve a lot of issues. We could get him now, but, you know, I don't know what's going on there or why they haven't made that move. Um, so those are the t- the best free agents on the market, along with Kyle Lowry. I would I would take him too, but – I don't see the really being aggressive at the top of the market there. Like, I think John Collins is probably our best bet as far as players to get. And I do think he's very gettable. But that's another situation where if you don't trade for him, he could easily go elsewhere for agency. It doesn't sound like he'll be back in Atlanta no matter what happens. Um, so I think that's their best bet. And do I think they land him? I'm gonna say no, just because I've been through this, you know, one too many times with the Mavs.
0: Man, like you
1: said, that's a, that's a tricky
0: question. I think that the only realistic option is John Collins. That's it. We have money to offer him a max, and you offer him the max, and you better pray that Atlanta doesn't match because. Nobody else is coming. Who wants? Nope. Who wants to come and stand on the in the on the wing and wait for Luca to pass him the ball? I, if I'm getting the match, I don't want to do that. Porzingis look like he don't want to do that either.
1: No, we need to touch on that too about we, the whole KP thing because there's a lot of smoke will. around that.
0: We definitely um, will. I think John Collins. If we don't get John Collins, I don't know what we do with the money, but we have to get John Collins. He solves all of our problems. He solves rebounding problems and he solves three-point problems, three-point shooting problems. We're bottom five in each of those. And he's 40% from three. And he can create his own shot a little bit. With Luca, he is the best quote-unquote rim roller. He is the best finisher in the league. Look how he does a the Trey. They just don't do it enough. With Luca, nope. you have a legitimate threat. He can. He could shoot from three, and he's dunking on anybody. But here, enough, yeah. enough with the next summer, bro. This is—we've is, had twenty summers of them doing nothing. This is the last summer, bro, the last one. I wish I could just skip the playoffs and fast forward to the summer, just so I could see what they do. Because right now, it's time to play chess. No more checkers. It's put up or shut up right now. Because after this, no and more this, money.
1: And this is the way I look at that. As far as like, cause obviously this summer is very important because you have a guy like Luca and the clock is ticking on him, on his patience, I think. And the way I look at that is, and the way I would explain this to Cuban is look, Luca is going to win championships one way or the other with you or without you. So if nice. you want the championships to come with you, you better get moving this off season and you better stop going. Superstar or bust, you need to get some solid complimentary pieces in here, and a, or Luca's going to be gone. It's simple as that. Luca's going to win championships, whether it's with you guys or not. And I can't stress that en- enough. I don't know if it's going to be two, three, five, but he's going to win championships. Simple as that. He's too good, too good. And you, and, and
0: I know Cuban's like. Continuity, patience, and all that stuff. But as soon as Luca came out the gate year two, averaging twenty eight nine and nine, the patience is out the window. It's time. It's time. It's time to escalate what we're trying to do. Accelerate what we're trying to do. Now you gotta throw your plan out the window and, and do some shit now. Cause, bro, the, I know Luca knows this roster is ass. Come on, let's be real. What what was that stat today? Yeah. The Mavs are second. Worst in the league at wide open threes,
1: with no one within,
0: no defender within six feet of you. How is that possible?
1: Only team worse is Houston, and we know what Houston's roster is this year.
0: How is that possible? That's I I I I, I don't I don't know how that's possible, but but it's about to piss me off. So let's let's go to the next topic. We (laughs) just touched on it. Porzingis and Luca. Do you think there's like a rift or like some tension between the two?
1: So this is something that I've kind of been going back um, even not to last year, but definitely at the beginning of the season during media day, Um, because obviously social media is a big thing these days and you can read too much into it. And I'm going to be honest, I'm probably guilty of that in certain cases. I don't think this is one of them. So going back to media day, they're taking the pictures, and you know Luca takes it to uh, to Instagram. He posts Twitters, and you know most number one and two options they're posting the pictures together. Like, hey, this is my mm-hmm. you know number two option, or this is my number you know best you know this is, this is my dude. Who does Luca go to to post his pictures? Fucking Bobon, <laughs> Bobby. <laughs> he skips all the way down to the roster, to Bobon. So fast forward, you get to the on court on the on the court stuff, and the Mavs start out the season kind of rocky. KP is not there, and personally, I think Luca's getting kind of annoyed with that shit. Mm-hmm. So you fast forward, he comes back, and then you start seeing quotes. So it all started with KP, you know, questioning the rotation. Why well, I can't get into a rhythm if coach doesn't play me the X amount of minutes? So I'm thinking, oh, okay, that caught my eye immediately. I raised my eyebrows at that. And then the game before the All-Star break, he has a post-game interview with L Harper, and Skin. And this dude basically says the offense was in a much better rhythm and guys that don't normally – guys that aren't normally able to show the case their talents are able to do that, and it's like some guys aren't even there. Didn't name Luca at all, which I thought was disrespectful. I mean, you're just going to call Luca that guy or some guy? Yeah. That's ridiculous. And then the and then what makes that stupid on another level is the team scored eighty seven points. Yes. So how is your how? offense? How? What sense does that make? Eighty seven. And then he points. comes out. Then fast forward, you know, through that, he comes back out, has a great game against um, San Antonio, Bur- twenty eight and fourteen. That's what he should be doing. Yep. And he comes out with another quote, and it's like. I can't even remember what the quote is, but it's just like he's been taking these consistent shots over and over and over. And then he, he goes to his Instagram, you know, a fan calls and I was like, can you get in the paint and stop jacking up all those threes? And he's like, well, dude, I'm playing an assistant. I'm doing what I'm asked. So I'm just I'm trying to help the team any way I can.
0: That was a Luka So then I go me.
1: back. Yeah, exactly. So, because he was like, I'm just gonna space the floor and allow guys to get driving lanes, blah blah blah, all that basketball terminology or whatever. So, and then when I just watched the body language in that game against uh, OKC before the break, KP comes out, you know, decent game like 20 and 13 or something like that. Luca walks up to him, you know, how they dap each other off, you know, great game. Luca gives him the high five, but he's already walking off as he's given the high five. (laughs) <laughs> that, to me, screams, I don't fuck with you. Man. And I'm going to dap you up because we're on the same team. So, to answer your question, I know I kind of rambled a little bit there, but to answer your question, I don't think they get along off the court. And I think they're trying to make it work on the court, but it doesn't always show up because KP, you know, he wants the ball in certain situations. You know, he's kicking the the uh, chairs in Brooklyn the other week. And so I, I don't think they I don't think they rock with each other like that. Like a number one and two options should be rocking together.
0: I agree. Well, everything you just said, the Spurs game was last Wednesday or Thursday. One of those two. Yeah. That's the first game I Wednesday. went to in literally a year. What the the day after I, that game is the one year anniversary of the the season getting. Suspended. I was at that game also against the Nuggets. So I was at the Spurs game. Luca fell down, and Porzingis looked at him and walked the other way. Didn't even help him up. I said, "Oh, this motherfucker." I said, "Okay, he hates him, bro. Yeah. <laughs> he hates him. <laughs> this, you don't do that. You do not do that to somebody you like, bro. And and and." like somebody told me some told me the other day don't overreact Kobe and Shaq didn't like each other either yeah that's true but they won goddamn championships okay Easy. these motherfuckers is an 8 seed when Kobe and Shaq hated each other hated each other they were like 50 and 9 okay these, these motherfuckers barely at 500 throwing away games and
1: neither of them was missing half the season either exactly LA.
0: Shaq was playing games Kobe was playing games not resting. It's ridiculous. But anyway, I posted like give us some questions. So Kurt asked a question like ten minutes ago. He says, pick any role player or players you like to see on this team. I'll give it to you first, or you. want me? I'll go first. I got to answer. Uh, my answer is Rashawn Holmes fixes our problems. Rebounding, lob catcher. He's pretty much. What the Mavs think Dwight Howard is? I mean Dwight Howard, Dwight Powell. He's what Dwight Powell. What the mass think Dwight Powell is? And he's cheap to get. That's who I want. Rashawn Holmes. Why? Why you thinking of your? Why you telling us yours? I'll think of another one, hopefully. But I, Rashawn Holmes is who I want. Who do you? Who do you want? I like that player. one.
1: I like that one. Um, so a role player that just recently came up in trade rumors within the last couple of weeks and supposedly the Mavs may may or may not be interested, I don't know, um, is J.J. Mm Reddick. And I say J.J. Reddick because, number one, he's a vet. He has a lot of postseason experience, which I think is lacking on this team. Um, Yeah, you had the experience last year, but that's the bubble. So, you know, that's not really a a real true playoff experience. Mm -hmm. Um, And then number two is shooting. The Mavericks are stuck in this analytical world where they want to shoot threes regardless of whether they can shoot them or not. So I think by adding J.J. Redick to this team, the open shots that he would get with playing alongside Luka and KP would be insane. And he's actually Mm going to knock them down at close to a 40% clip. So that's the number one role player that I would love to have on this team.
0: I, I agree 100%. And he's got the reputation of, oh, I'm not, I'm not leaving JJ Redick. That's so that's more space for Luca. Nope. You don't have that guy sliding over that's coming, you know, stop the roll from Porzingis or stop a job by Luca. That's more layups, more exactly. layups. Of course, he can shoot it, but he's giving us more layups by, you know, keeping his man glued to him whether he's in the corner or on the wing. More easy buckets. I love layups. I hate threes especially when motherfuckers can't shoot them. Yeah, can't shoot them. Can't shoot them. Like I'm no matter how many times Rihanna does not respond to my DM, I'm still going to DM her every day. <laughs> Eventually she going to respond. That's how the Mavs are with 3-point shooting. It's not going to happen. Stop it. You're not the you're not the Warriors. You don't have the three greatest shooters that ever lived. You can't be the Warriors. You can't shoot the 10th most threes and make the the 28th most. That's you got to change something.
1: got to change something. Hello, hello. The numbers don't lie. Since they love looking at numbers, look at those numbers. Right. They only look at the it's ones. it's not what? analytical enough, it's like, all right, we're just going to pass right over that. That don't exactly. mean
0: nothing. Exactly. It, it makes no sense. And Kirk also asked another question. Which game in the second half are you most excited to see and least excited to see? Let me... I am most excited see i don't want to okay so i don't have a game i'm most or least excited i got some stretches that i'm most excited and least excited i'm least excited for our next five games we have starting tonight we have the nuggets and then after that we have a back-to-back versus the clippers and then a back-to-back i mean not a back-to-back but two games in a row so we face nuggets tonight then the Clippers two times in a row, and then the Blazers two times in a row. We could easily go zero five, easily. Easy. I think I think you have to go at least two and three. You got to get. You can lose tonight against Denver, but you got to win one, at least one game versus both of those teams because all of those teams are ahead of us. You gotta. You and have I, to win some of them games.
1: And one thing I just want to point out about this game against Denver tonight is. Jokic is questionable. Now, that doesn't really mean anything for the Mavs because they've been getting smoked by teams that are without their best players all season. But he is questionable tonight with an ankle injury, quote, quote. And um, obviously, that's painful. Ankle injuries are painful for us in Dallas right now because that's what they listed Luka as on Thursday night. Um, But he is questionable. And I know you said they have to go two and three, and I definitely agree with that. But because you threw the game to OKC, by resting Luke and KP, motherfuckers, you better go three
0: and two. I agree.
1: Yeah,
0: I agree with that because there, there was no point for that. You stomp them, and then you sit one against the Nuggets. That makes no sense to do that. But I'm, I'm excited to see that. Actually, I'm not excited to see that because who knows how it's going to go. But then, on the other hand, what I'm most excited to see is, like, our last 10 games of the season – like all of those games are against bumps. All of them are against bumps. Here's our ele- the last 11 games of the season April 29th. We got the Pistons, then the Wizards, then the Kings, Heat. We got the Nets, but that'll be tough. But they might have their spot clinched up and they might be sending their players. Who knows? Then we got a back to back, not a back to back, but two games in a row. We faced the Cavs, then the Grizzlies, Pelicans, Rafters, T Wolves. That's 11 games. You got to go. You have to go eight and three. Eight and three. Have to. Eight and Absolutely three. I'm have not to go eight and three. Anything else. Absolutely not. And then the two games before the first game I mentioned, we have the Lakers two games in a row. You
1: need to That's split
0: those start. two. Got to win. Yeah. And they're they're both in Dallas. Thursday night and Saturday night. The city going. I love. TV. And on the, I love when the Lakers come to town, bro. Because the bandwagon fans are all in the arena, and I love whooping their ass to, so I can make fun of everybody. Like when they're walking out in the Bron jerseys or the Kobe jerseys, I would be like, bye, fucking losers, bye. Yeah.
1: Bandwagon, bandwagon asses. Jumpers. Bandwagon and, asses. And the thing about that game is, because you mentioned fans and the bandwagoners, of course, and Cuban said within the last couple of weeks that he could possibly see, you know, full arena by the end of the season. So who knows at the end of April, you know, what the whole situation is looking like, but maybe we have a full crowd in Dallas at that point, which would just amplify the, the atmosphere even more. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I like that. I like those stretches of games. Um, like you said, this next five games is tough. Um so I think that's definitely the least exciting part because I feel like there's a lot of pressure on the Mavs right now because like they at least have to win two at the very worst. My preference is for them to win three of these next five. But um, there is a lot of pressure. Like They're sitting at the eight seed right now, um, and if they would have won the other night, they could have you know inched closer to Portland, who lost to Phoenix. Um, so I guess most excited game would be Oh, uh, man. I don't really have a game that I'm most excited to see, I guess. Um, but I, I'm trying to look for stretches on the schedule to where I'm like, maybe stuff, something like even up a little bit or lighten up a little bit. But I'm not really pointing out like three or four games in a row consistently where we're getting cupcakes. So, and even if we did get the cupcakes, like the game against Sacramento and Golden State, those are going to be tough games on the road. KP or Lucas probably going to sit out one of those. Um, so, honestly, I'm least excited about the back-to-backs. Every back-to-back that you can find, I'm least excited about because that means Luca or KP probably will not play, maybe even both of them, just depending on the situation. Awful. Awful. I, I, yeah, you're right, but I hate it. I hate it. You can get hurt in
0: any game. It's,
1: and like, they should know so that from stupid. experience.
0: Exactly. It's so stupid. I'm not. I don't give a day. if I'm the boss, and I'm paying you 150 million dollars. I don't care if you got four games in one day. Your ass is playing every single game. If you get hurt, you, you get hurt. Straight
1: back to the AAU style. Exactly. You I don't care how many that You're gonna play all three of them.
0: You playing all three. I'm not gonna pay you sit on a bench and watch my team lose because the rest of. See, I wouldn't mind sitting Porzingis or other players if the roster was an awful.
1: So that, I want to I want to go on that too. I'm glad you brought that up because this is something I didn't say earlier. But in the games that you are resting these 20 year old guys, I need to see Josh Green. I need to see Tyler Bay. I need to see see uh, Terry. I need to see all three of them 30 plus minutes. I know what James Johnson is, and if James Johnson is on this roster past the trade deadline, that that's a huge issue and another whole other issue. But I need to see the rookies play because that is how you develop players. If we're not developing our young players and consistently playing veteran bombs, what are we doing here? Right. Why, why
0: even have draft picks?
1: Yeah, just try it all. Why, why
0: even have, why is Tyler Bay not playing? You, you already purposely lost the game versus OKC. So another thing about OKC, People flamed me for this, but I said before the game, I hope OKC beats the shit out of the Dallas Mavericks. For one, because the Mavs disrespect. That's so disrespectful. You said both of your stars versus a team. You don't think they're going to gonna piss them off? Of course it is. That's why Mark uh, Carlisle said, no disrespect to OKC. No, you bastard. Yeah. You meant the disrespect. That's so disrespectful.
1: You've been doing it all season.
0: All Great. season. And I'm glad... That OKC beat the hell out of the mass because they deserved it. And I'm glad they lost because you can't reward, you can't play like that and still win the game. And I'm glad they lost because <clears throat> if they, if the mass had won, they, the mass would be like, Oh crap, look, we sat luca and Porzingis and we still won. Maybe we can do it again, or they're going to do it more often, not knowing that the team they just sat against is fucking trying to lose. Like, yeah. the Okay, see, so tried to – we were down like 15 in the fourth, and we got it to within like two or three. And and the fans are like, oh, my God, we're coming back. You're not coming back. They're trying to lose. See, see, see. See, the roster's good. It's not just Luke and Przingis. They made a comeback. They're letting you come back. I don't know if anybody saw this, but a couple positions possessions in a row towards like the two, three-minute mark, they the Mavs were doubling SGA when, he t- when they t- – Inbounded the ball. He wasn't trying to pass it. It looked like he was trying to wait till the double team came and then throw a bad pass and get it stolen. That's what it looked like to me. That's what it looked like to me. So the I match, didn't come even around see the I
1: turned the game off.
0: <laughs> I turned it off the one. One. and then, like, they're trying to lose. SJ scored like six points in a row because they're all layups at the end of a game. Layups. You can't, you can't miss a yep. layup. They want to lose. And you can't even beat a team that's trying to lose, bro. Imagine.
1: The rest of this roster that y'all built.
0: And why is Tyler Bay not playing? He hasn't even played. He's the best rebounder on the team. Our biggest issue is a rebounding. Okay. Let let me go into the rebounding for like two minutes. People don't like rebounding because it's not flashy. It's not. I understand. It's an analytic world. Most of the fans are young. They don't understand rebounding. Now, rebounding is a part of defense. You can have a great defensive possession, but if you don't get the rebound, your defense wasn't good. You just gave them another possession. So if we can rebound the ball, that's more times Luka has the ball, less times the other team has the ball. The other team can't score if they don't rebound the ball. They don't have the ball. The Mavs can can score if we rebound the ball, the big man's going to rebound it and give it to Luca. I want the ball in Luca's hands. I don't want the ball in the other team's hands. Rebound. No one boxes out. No one grabs rebound with two hands. Willie cauley Stein got out-rebounded by a 6'4 guard on, on OKC. Okay, I forgot his name. A guard in the fourth quarter. You're seven feet tall and you can jump. What are you doing? Nobody boxes out. I saw Maxi watch a guy get a rebound, like, literally watched him. Like he he served them some tea and crumpets. He's like, oh, there's a rebound also. You can, you can have that too. It's an, it's it's annoying. I'm
1: just here. I'm just here watching.
0: Yeah, I'm just I'm just six ten for no reason. I don't and like if you're gonna punt the game and lose at the game by sitting your starter your two stars, that's fine. Y'all y'all in charge. Y'all do what y'all want. But if you're gonna lose the game anyway, why is James Johnson on the court? Why is Dwight Powell on the court? You have three rookies. Play them. If you want to lose a game on purpose, them about that anyway. Who cares? But then call our lies. Oh, we're trying to win the game. Bro, stop. Dude, they stop. think the fan base is stupid. And they think the fan base is stupid because you idiots keep believing what they tell you. It's all lies. But I'm done with that. I'm done with that topic. Speaking of rookies, somebody asked another question. Who... Uh, who is this? Courage is here. At Courage is here too. That's my boy. He only has four followers and one of them is me. That's my boy. I don't I don't care who I follow, bro. I don't follow like, oh, you only have like 10 followers. I'm not following you. If you follow me, I'll follow you back. So, at Courage is here too. He says, starting with rookies, in the Dirk era, were there any rookies that came in and made an immediate impact or did Don Nelson, Avery Johnson, or Carlisle let them see light? So I can only – I'm an OG Mavs fan. The only rookie I can remember, besides Luca, of course, that I remember that wasn't a star that played immediately was uh, Josh Howard. He started like half the the games his rookie year. Yeah, he started like half his game. He wasn't averaging like 20 points. I don't even think he was averaging 10. But he still played a lot. I can't remember how many minutes, but that was – what was – was he a rookie? 04.
1: 2003, yeah, two thousand three, two thousand
0: four, yeah. So two thousand three, he was a rookie. I just remember him playing all the time, all the time. All I remember is.
1: Yeah, he played twenty three minutes a game that year.
0: Twenty three game, Okay, yeah, that, that's really it. And then uh, after that, he started to blow up. I yeah, mean, that, that's it. Him, Marquise Daniels. Those next
1: five years and five or six years, yeah. Marquise Daniels was a, and they were on championship. Um, yep. Teams like well teams that made the finals or were making the playoffs every year.
0: Yep, that's. I mean, um, there, there might be more, but um that's all I could think of. Yeah,
1: I'll let's this, since we talk about a Dennis, good Smith, Dennis Smith Jr. Oh, yeah. Recently,
0: DSJ. That's right. That's right. I love Dennis, even though he quit on the team. I still love him. But yeah. Let's talk about some rookies that they that they said were great, but they weren't. I got a long list. Feel free to stop me. Maurice Ager, Dominique Jones, Ricky Leto, Jared Cunningham, Bernard James, Satnam Singh. uh, Shit, who else? I'm just going to stop right there, bro. That's seven. That's seven
1: wasted draft picks. Seven. And you know what's hilarious? Dominique Jones... The only reason I remember Dominique Jones is because that year that they won the championship, and I tell this story every time I get on a pod, anytime I get a chance, it's probably my favorite story as a MS fan. No, it's um, Sean Marion's pool party that he had that summer that they won the championship. And I got invited to that party because um, his publicist needed a phone because her phone died or broke or something like that. And my mom let her use the phone. So she makes the phone call, whoever she got to call, and then she's like, "Oh my God, thank you so much for uh, letting me use your phone. Uh, we're having a pool party at Sean Marion's house on whatever day that this is. Uh, we would love for you to come. I'll get get your contact information and I'll get you the details." So I'm thinking at this point I'm like 21, not even 21 yet. Yeah, I'm 20. So I'm thinking, all right, we're still not gonna get nothing. No, she's not even gonna contact us. But my mom sure enough gets the email. And we're at Sean Marion's pool party. You know, Dez Bryant's there. Dominique Jones is there. And he's partying with Sean Marion. And that's the, probably the most contribution Dominique Jones had in his Mavericks career, probably his NBA career. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> but but that's my favorite uh, story of all time as far as just Mavs related. But, um, yeah, Dominique Jones is, wow, what a guy oh wow
0: i thought you were gonna um say because i remember like during 2011 finals they were using dominic jones like on the other team as like in practice he -hmm. was simulating dwayne wade you were the guy who were portraying (laughs) dwayne wade what
1: Dwayne Wade. Now because
0: Dwayne Wade, you were Dwayne Wade in in practice, bro. Come on, bro. The that could be. I read that story like ten years ago. and I was like, hey, no, come on, bro. The Mavs are trolling us.
1: They're trolling us, bro. There's no way that they're serious." So he played eighty career games. He averaged nine minutes a game in his career. Shot thirty six percent from the field.
0: Oh gosh,
1: he <laughs> he shot point oh nine five from three, and averaged three points a game in his career. Dwayne Wade in practice, everybody. Oh god, let's let's let's
0: clap, let's clap <laughs> for that, bro. What? Yeah. Like Dwayne Wade <laughs> in practice, yeah. like that. Then the, wasn't he a first-round pick? Yes. Was Dominic Jones a first-round pick?
1: Yes, he was the 25th was pick like in the, the 2010
0: draft. Yeah. They wasted a pick. Like they always do. So a math fan say, oh, I like this trade you made, but I don't want to give up that pick. Why? First of all, we're going to pick a bum, and if he's not a bum, he ain't even going to play. So why does it matter? But anyway, next topic. Somebody just asked another question. Who is this? It's Zayman. It's at Zayman three one four one two five. He says, "What's the most realistic trade you see the Mavs doing this trade deadline?" Um, uh, let me think. Let me think. Mm-hmm. The most realistic no. trade. See, I, so real. So realistic. The word realistic makes it hard because realistic to whom? if it's realistic to the math, then they're going to trade for no one because
1: the team is good (laughs) already.
0: The team is good. So, I mean, the team is good. But if they go trade for somebody, does that mean they lied and they don't think the team is good? I mean, Ah. mean, which one is it? So they lie so much. I don't know. But me, I think you have to go get John Collins. Don't even let him get to free agency. Because you can offer him a max deal. That don't mean he got to sign it. Maybe he go sign with the Knicks. And he don't want to play for you. Yep. But now, you go get him now, and he has no choice. Would you trade Jalen Brunson right now for John Collins? No, John Collins only makes like $4 million.
1: Would I trade Brunson for Collins?
0: Right now. I'm so going to
1: say... I'm going to say yes, and the reason I – I'm kind of hesitant on that. But I'm hesitant because I could see him coming here. if You could still have a chance to get him in free agency. But if he's traded at a deadline, you know – let me back up. Let me back up. So, yes, I would trade Jalen Brunson right now for Collins because Jalen Brunson's ceiling is capped. As to where I think John Collins' ceiling is, he's still rising, and especially playing alongside Luca, I think he adds a different dynamic that this team doesn't currently have. That Brunson is not capable be, of being being a under sized guard. So yes, I would.
0: I would too. I think Brunson he can't shine here because he's playing behind Luca. He's playing behind Luca. I think of it as I like Brunson. The boy can hoop. I look at it at yep. the same thing as in Orlando, Dwight Powell, and he had Gortat backing him up. Gortat couldn't really shine until Dwight left, because he playing the same position. Dwight getting thirty five minutes a game, Luka getting thirty something minutes a game. You got to let him if 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 you're not gonna start him, let him go. Let him go. Let him yeah. go get his money. Let him go. And I would trade
1: and fill another position and, and fill exactly. another position.
0: I would trade anybody for John Collins except Luka. I, I wouldn't trade with because I don't think that makes us slightly better, maybe, but I don't want to be slightly better. I want to contend. So, yeah, that's my trade.
1: And, and I got a so realistic trade. It's tough to say, cause like, who the hell knows, like, all the way who's available all the way, you know, um, so like the realistic in my mind, I know I mentioned him earlier is JJ Reddick. I think that's realistic. Mm-hmm. And I think the Andre Drummond trade would be realistic with the Mavs seem to only want the buyout market, and if Drummond hits the buyout market, he's not coming to Dallas. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I could see them doing that. I don't see like a guy like Kevin Love. I don't see that happening just because his salary is all the way up mm-hmm. there, and it's, I think, two more years after this year. So mm-hmm. I don't see that one as realistic. Larry Nance, I could see that. Like, There's a lot of big guys in Cleveland that are available right now um, so, I would say, you know, some like Nance or JJ Reddick. I don't think it's going to be anything like another superstar or anything like that. Like, my dream coming into the season was Zach Levine, Bradley Beal, someone of that ilk. Um, mm-hmm. But at that time, I wasn't talking about trading KP either. So, um, as far as realistic, JJ Reddick, Larry Nance, somewhere in that range. Okay. Not
0: bad. Not bad. You mentioned something and made me think about something I tweeted the other day. I said, and I got flamed for it, of course, like I always do. I said the Cavs have four big men better than any big on our roster besides Porzingis. They have a Larry Nance. They had Kevin Love. They had Jared Allen and Andre Drummond. All of them would start for the Dallas Mavericks. All four of them right now. All of them are better than anything we have besides Porzingis, of course. All of them and and. I think, I don't know what the Mavs are going to do with the trade deadline, bro. I really don't. But I, my trade, what I would do, I would go get Andre Drummond. You can get him for nothing. Get him for James Johnson and Dwight Powell. Give him Dwight Powell and James Johnson in every second round pick we have. Who cares? James Johnson means nothing. Dwight Powell means nothing. And if he don't, Drummond don't work, he's expiring. And I promise you, Drummond has no one to steal rebounds from him. Lucas rebound is
1: gonna drop and Andre Drummond is gonna average like 18 and 18. So He's gonna do the same thing DeAndre Jordan did, but except DeAndre Jordan didn't care. He didn't give a damn about playing in Dallas. His effort was exactly. all the way gone, and it's still gone in Brooklyn. Um, Andre Drummond still wants to play basketball. Exactly. He's just and sitting Andre on Jordan. ice over there, just waiting.
0: He's 27. 27. And I know Mads fans have all these takes about Andre Drummond. And I say, okay. He shoots forty three percent from the from at the from what do you call it forty three percent in the paint. So, that That's true, or whatever, yeah. That's true. I mean, he's a big man. He got but he's a big man. He's got a big man on him. Harder to make layups. It's easier to make layups when the your center is out on the three point line because he can shoot. There's no center in the paint, so it's easier to make layups. Andre Drummond is, I think, like let me go on my rant. A center being able to shoot and dribble, I don't think that's always such a great, great thing because it, it eliminates the need to be seven feet tall. You're seven feet tall for no reason. I, I, I don't want my center dribbling or shooting the ball. I want my center getting rebounds and dunking on people. And that's what Andre Drummond does. Andre Drummond ha- can dribble, so he's got to dribble the ball because he plays for the fucking Cavaliers. They suck. He's the number one option. He has to do more than what he's probably comfortable doing. And people are always going to show you that one clip where he was isoing and he fumbled the ball. They, everybody, everybody loves to at me, look at this. This You love this guy? Yeah, that same game he had 30 and 20 and they won. He had the game winning steal. You don't mention that part. You don't mention that, do you? No, you just see, saw what you say on Twitter. So when someone adds to me saying something about Drummond, I say, have you watched him play? You know what they're going to say? No. You want to know why? Because Mavs fans only watch the Mavs.
1: Only watch and, the man, and you only see for every clip that you can show Drummond of that. You can show five clips for Kenny Smith, Maxi, exactly Dwight Powell, James Johnson. The list goes on down the roster.
0: Exactly, Drummond is all of them. Com- all of them combined, Drummond's better than all of them. I don't care what nobody says. I watch the Cavs because I like Drummond. Drummond is cold. He just plays for the Cavs. Like what? Did- I'm done with that. Let me let me go back to um, another question. Hold on. Let me scroll. Let me do my scrolls. Okay, my boy Anthony, I persevere. I persevere too. He asked a couple questions. So he says, "What's your confidence meter on if the Mavs actually make a move?" He said he's at 21%. My confidence level zero percent because they said the team's good. Why don't they trade anybody? What do you think?
1: I say one percent. Uh, I don't think it's much more than zero, but it's definitely. It's not even at twenty-one, like he said. Um, Yeah, I'm at one. It just the arrogance this franchise consistently shows gives me no reason to believe that they're going to go out there and make a move.
0: Like the arrogant haven't been out of the first round in ten years. His next question: What are the realistic chance that the Mavs have to? Oh wait, I read that shit all wrong. He said also. Realistic chance the math have to end up playing in the play-in tournament. I think they're probably going to be in the play-in tournament, and I, they're probably going to make. They're probably going to miss not having to be in it by one game. You know what that one game is—the game they threw away two days ago. Just watch. I hope I'm wrong because if we play in that play-in tournament,
1: we suck. We get bounced. That's
0: awful. That's awful. So that let's,
1: is awful. Let's see let's, So let's look at the standings real quick to go over this. So right now, as we touched on, they sit currently at eighth. They are two games behind Portland at sixth. But remember, Portland is without CJ and Nurk, and they, they have been for like a month. And they just consist twenty-one and fifteen. They just consistently win games because Dane. Dame is a beast, and excuses. they have a bunch of role players that are stepping up in CJ and Nurk's absence. Yep, Denver. They're not catching Denver. I'll, I'll just go ahead and say that right now. They're two and a half behind them. They're not going to catch them. A win tonight would help, but they're still not going to catch them. The Clippers, Los Angeles, the Lakers, Phoenix, and Utah, they're not catching those four either. So the only realistic chance they have to get out of the playing tourney is by catching Portland. And Portland's without two of their three best players right now. And, still and they still are them. ahead of the Mavs. So and, i they're going to be in that playing tournament. <laughs>
0: And you know what's big? We're about to play Portland two games in a row coming up this week.
1: So that goes back to, I think we have a question coming up about what's the expectation for um, the next five games. But Mm -hmm. those are, in the grand scheme of things, those are must-win games if you want to get out of the playing tournament. Yep.
0: Who asked that question? Hold on, let me see. Oh, there we go. It's MFFL7741. Your prediction for the next five games, he says three and two or four and one, depending on if we win tonight. Eh, I don't have confidence of us beating good teams like this. Yes, we've been playing great lately, but we've been playing the worst teams in the league. So, yeah, we've been like nine and two in our last eleven, and we've been playing some bumps. Yeah, something
1: like that.
0: Now we playing cream yeah. of the crop, cream of the crop. What you? Th- I, I say two. I say they need to go three and two, like we said earlier.
1: So, let's see. Let's start tonight with Denver. I think if Jokic plays, they lose that game. They're going to lose one of the Clippers games, and they're going to lose one of the Portland games. So, at best, I see them going two and three. Mm -hmm. Now, a win tonight, like he said, it could flip it between three and two and two and three. So, I'm going to say two and three just because I don't think they're going to win tonight, and I see them losing to one of the games against L.A. and Portland. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I see him going two and
0: three, but like you said earlier, they gotta go three and two since they punted a game the other day. Gotta go three yeah. and two. Got gotcha. to. And then uh my boy Anthony's last question at I Persevered 2. He said, Is this Rick's last year? And if not, why the hell? Oh shit, I can't read. Is this Rick's last year? And if not, why the hell not? I'll tell you why. Because you could be mediocre. He ain't like quote unquote us. We can't be mediocre. He could be mediocre and keep his job. If one of us was a head coach and we mediocre, we get fired year one. Yeah. By us, you know what I mean by us.
1: And I'll just exactly. keep it at that. I'll just keep it and at that. That's, for the reason, well, that's why I hate it for Steven Silas right now in Houston for that very same reason. Man. If He's they fire not him, get bro, it the other chances, man. It's. Dwayne
0: Casey won coach of the year and they fired him. Got him out of there. Coach of uh, the year. Meanwhile, Rick Carlisle hasn't been out of the first round in ten years. I think it was like PS two back then,
1: or PS three. PS three I mean, NCAA football was you know still alive and kicking. Right. You know, back then, right? And it still
0: had a couple years left of NCAA football. That's how long we've been. We have been out of the first round. Awful, 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 awful.
1: Is that all the I think that's all the questions? I know I know Bibbs asked one. Rank the player you want to keep on the roster.
0: Pass this season in order. Oh, okay. I'll go first. Bibbs, yeah. My boy Bibbs, aka the VP of Mass Personnel Accountability. Bibbs is a fool. Uh oh, Bibbs my boy guys. Bibbs and Reese. Yeah, Bibbs and Reese. Outside this podcast. The shit is lit. Check it out. Okay. Rank the players you want to keep on the roster past the season in order. I don't even need to look at the roster. Luca, Porzingis. I do not want to trade Porzingis unless it's for like Bradley Beal or Levine. If it or or Vucevic. If it ain't one of them three, keep him. Add to him. Okay. Anyway, Luca, Porzingis. Um. That's it. Rank the players you want to keep on the roster. That's all I want to keep. Everybody else can go. Yeah,
1: and I'm gonna um I'm gonna take a shot at this, and I'm gonna go down the roster one by one, and the yeah I mean so off the top, Dwight Powell, James Johnson, they can go, so they're at the bottom, straight up. Trey Burke, he can go. Kali Stein, he can go. West do, bye. He sucks. Uh, Bobon, you can stay, but only because Luca loves you. I don't really see mm-hmm. the point of you being here anymore, but Luca loves you, so that is the point. Uh, let's see. Tim Hardaway, he would be next. He can go, but I see, I see the role they want him to play. He just doesn't see the same role as a lot of fans, and probably they mm-hmm. see it. Jalen Brunson would be no, 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 no. Let me back up. Finney Smith. Let me put Finney Smith below Hardaway. So Finney Smith would be ahead of Hardaway as far as getting rid of. Then Maxi. Then Brunson. Then I mean you can throw in the rookies, but I don't really see a point on them since they're not going to play anyway, so they can all go. Right
0: makes no Um, no no point.
1: Yeah, so yeah, but like you said, the green scheme of things, Luke and KP can stay, although I'm I'm okay with getting rid of KP, but not just to mm-hmm. get rid of him, like you said. Bradley Beal and Zach Levine, Vucevic, goodbye KP, don't need you, we'll move on. But mm-hmm. other than that, I don't see a, a real realistic situation to um, get rid of KP in. So actually, I have a question myself now. I want to get your thoughts mm-hmm. on this, and then I'll okay. share mine. So, the rumor trade that came out a couple of weeks ago when this stuff really started to take off with KP and trade rumors. So, the trade would be Golden, from Golden State. It would be Andrew Wiggins, Wiseman, and Minnesota's top three protected pick for KP. Are you doing that?
0: Yes. 100%. 100%. Yes. Because you can... I would I love Wiseman. Wiseman will be a dog here. And that top three protected pick is a hell of a a hell of a pick. You can move it for uh, somebody else. But besides Bradley Bill, Zach Levine, or Vucevic, that's the only move I would trade KP for. That Wiseman in that pick. And I like Wiggins. He makes a lot of money, but. It ain't my money, so I don't care. So I would do it. Would,
1: would yeah. you do it? So I would do it. And the reason I would do it is because I don't know why the hell Golden State would do it. So that's the way I kind of looked at it when it first came. I'm like, mm-hmm. why the hell would Golden State do this? So any move that I'm gonna say, why the hell would the other team do it? Sign me up for we would do it. Hell,
0: I you know what? I like that thinking. I never thought about that. I'm gonna do that. I agree. Like, why would why would Golden State do this? Yes, sign me
1: up, please. Please and then just look at the ages. So you're talking about Andrew Wiggins, who is 26 years old, still in the prime of his career. He's probably having one of his best seasons, if not the best season of his career. James Wiseman, they're having some issues with him apparently during the All Star break. He's 19, seven footer. He'd be the best rebounding big that we've seen here since
0: DeAndre ever.
1: Yeah, DeAndre, yeah. I guess, yeah. And then, like you get another young player on top of that, and then plus you maintain some level of cap room, yeah. I mean, that's that's easy money. You can, and then you're getting three players for one. So that's always a way to look at it as well. To me, uh, if you're getting three players for one, you gotta do it. Perfectly said.
0: I will do that. 100 percent i don't want to i wouldn't just trade him for nothing but for that and those other three players i would do it easy I, I, and like it, this roster sucks
1: so like my like my take on kp is like on trading kp is first of all you can't you can't count on the guy to be there when it matters so that's mm-hmm. one knock on him he he's super soft in the paint. I mean, you got six three guards locking him up on a consistent basis, so I don't like that aspect of his game. And he's seven three and doesn't rebound like a seven three guy should most nights. But it's still, even with all that being said, I am not just going to give him away. Like I'm not going to trade him for like you know Maxie Cleveland level players. I'm right. trading him because it's going to make the team better for the short term and also the long term. Give right. Luca something to believe in. And if Luca can't believe in KP, goodbye. Same with Carlisle. If Luca doesn't believe in Carlisle, you gotta ship him out the door. Yep.
0: Yeah.
1: It's simple. It's this is simple. Luca's franchise right now. Yeah, it's a
0: wrap. As soon as he hit 2899 last year, it's a wrap. Y'all not in charge no more. Lucas in charge now.
1: Yeah. Lucas and in you charge. Can hand the keys over. Yeah, because that it's, statue it's, that Dirk's gonna have outside the AAC. If Luca, if they get, get it together around Luca, Lucas statue is going to be right there next to him.
0: Yep. Agree. And I was arguing with somebody on Twitter about this the other day. For Zingas, first of all, he's not a goddamn center. I don't care what everybody on Twitter says. The Mavs can play him at center. He's not, that don't make him center. He's not a damn center. He's a power forward. Actually, he's a shooting guard who just happens to be tall. But anyway, you want to be a center, you got to average 10 rebounds, bro. You got to average 20 and 10. All the league centers do it. Jokic does it. Embiid does it. AD is not a center, but he does it too. Cat does it. Fuchivich does it. Julius Randle. All of them do it. Julius Randle. All of them do it except for Porzingis. And he's the biggest.
1: And also, one more thing on KP. I am so sick of seeing every time he has a good game. Oh, see, this is why you can't can't get rid of him, KP Cole. You You can't get rid of him.
0: I Come told on, you, we're all the Przingis haters, but when he has a bad game, is he's rusty, he's still hurt. Man, cut that shit out, bro. That shit is whack.
1: That shit is yeah, whack. I'm just like, you shouldn't have to celebrate once every couple of weeks when KP does what a max player should be doing. Like, why are you even what? celebrating that? You, should, you look goofy celebrating that.
0: Exactly. Stupid. You 158 million smackaroos and you celebrate when he has one good game out of three. Do we say we don't even celebrate Luka's good games because they're every
1: single game.
0: We don't celebrate LeBron's good games. games.
1: It's every game, every game. And it's funny because Luca puts up he'll put up twenty two nine and eight. And you're like, what the hell is wrong with Luka?
0: Exactly, he had a terrible game. What what's going on? Is he sick? What's what's happening? Yeah,
1: is he hurt? The ankles must really be bothering him.
0: Like that's the but difference we can't between see, it's like. That's, that's the difference between a franchise player and a player that's good. Porzingis is good. He thinks, he probably thinks that he's the number one, which he's clearly not. If he was number one, you'd be averaging 25 and
1: 12, like all the other and teams. And the, the, the team wouldn't go to complete shit when you're off the, I mean, you're on the court, exactly. when Luca's off the court and you're still on the court.
0: Exactly. When Luca wasn't on the court, you put up 87 points. I'm talking about this is a great fucking offense. You're an idiot if you believe that. Eighty-seven points. And had the nerve to take shots. The Knicks had one twenty today. The Knicks on OKC, by the way. On OKC, they beat OKC by twenty some points. <laughs> like, like, what, bro? What is happening? What is happening? But anyway, you got anything else? I'll let you go. I did kept you way longer than I than I planned to. Oh
1: no! Any I mean, other this was you want to a discuss. blast. I, yeah. um, I think I'm good for this episode. I, I think I've vented enough. I got everything that was on my <laughs> chest off, and I'm ready to watch the game tonight now. I think I'll Me actually too. be able to stay up for the game. It's a late West Coast game. Um, so hopefully they come away with the win, and this next five games, critical stretch.
0: Yes, we have to win. We got to win some of these games. Starting with tonight, we got to beat the Nuggets. Have to, have to. Let's end with something positive. So we got to beat the Nuggets. So I'm going to give you the floor. Tell us you're at, where we can find your work, what website you work for. I know you work for all of them. You big time. I want to know all of that. Tell the people where, where they can find all your stuff, where they can follow you, all that good stuff.
1: All right. So number one, you can find me at, at the Douglas, Douglas with two S's on Twitter. Uh The Mr. Douglas Sports Show on YouTube. It's a weekly show. I touch on NBA, NFL, whatever comes to mind, whatever I feel like talking about, because it's my show. I run that shit. Um then, third, you can find my writing at Dallas Sports Fanatic.com. I cover Mavs, Rangers, Cowboys, SMU football there. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm out there. So you can find me, like I said, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Dallas Sports Fanatic. I'm everywhere. Dallas Sports Fanatic IG page after most home games uh, with my girl, Mal. Um, so, yeah, like, like Kenny said, I'm everywhere. Check me out and check out the No Name Mavs Pod. Yes, sir. But I
0: appreciate you for coming through. We got to do this more often. Um Facts. We should just create one, bro. I think we should. Let's do it. We've been talking about Let's that. Do it. We we got something for y'all coming up soon, but this has been episode eight, I think. I don't I don't remember, bro. What? How many episodes <laughs> it is Whatever. This has been like one of the dopest ones. Of course, you're my boy, and we always have good talk, good ball talk, and... That's what it is. We'll catch y'all later. Appreciate everybody for listening. Gang. We out. Yes, sir. Okay. Stop. Our recording is ready. Okay.